you're on, man. Is you. Well, how about how you're the guy now? Monologue. Hey, welcome to Restoration Matters. I'm Scott, joined by no one but me and my thoughts. I don't think it's gonna fly. I'm not gonna. I thought you were gonna get cut off. Come on, you're the one. Why do I gotta be the one? Because you're the host. You're the host. You're our host. You're the host with the most. You're the host. You can only not be the host if you are taking point on the subject. So if you want to get a subject and take point and wing it, then you cannot be the host. I don't have all the faders over here. Yeah. I don't have the, the buttons. Do you want to? Do you? I don't have to hold the line. Do you have some? Button. You want to just go for it? And just chat about it. I'm gonna hold Bring the line on this one. Do it. <laughs> do it. I'm gonna hold the line. <laughs> do you want to do it? I'm gonna hold the line. You and say that. Okay, should just introduce the podcast. Okay, wow. We're both this. holding the line. This what do we do? Do people hold one. the line? All right. That's not what this is about. I'll introduce the podcast. <laughs> Crying out loud. Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters. We have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. Dude. <laughs> I'm Nick Raymire, joined by Scott Lindemann and Craig Thompson. Hey. You, you just... I got you so good. You, you told me I was introducing the podcast, and then you just... Pushed me right out of the way. Changed my mind last minute. Okay. You're a rebel. (laughs) Just tell the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Well, we're missing Jen again this week. Mm. It's very sad. And we need you back. Yes. We're falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for man to be alone. So, what are we talking about this week? Um, Scott, what are we talking about this week? Today we're talking about holding the line. Now, some of you faithful listeners may remember that we did a podcast uh, some weeks ago about how you should not lock into something that you say and just hold on to it like a pit bull with a bone or whatever pit bulls (laughs) hold on to, (laughs) like an alligator with an antelope, crocodile. Um, Yeah. But, you know, you get, I can, I could go on, but I shouldn't. Um, but la- kind of like holding on to something that you said or a commitment that you made and refusing to budge and refusing to, you know, back down or admit that you might not have had the whole picture, um, which so we were really emphasizing that in that podcast. In this podcast, we're going it, to holding the line is kind of about the principle that would be in tension with that, which is um, holding the line. Now, and what that means primarily is um, being willing to make a commitment and to stick with it, um, being willing to make a commitment and to have consistency with what you say um, and what you determine and what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, these, it's going to be in tension with that other principle, and that kind of highlights, you know, before we get into holding the line, highlights the fact that in everything that we're talking about, we are not, we're not kind of giving you an instruction manual for restoring relationships where, you know, I used to play with Legos and um, I loved Legos because it would just give you step one, two, three, four, like, you know, the new, like a new set. I wasn't one of those ones that like had like a big box of random Legos and I was like creative. Mm-hmm. I loved it to like, I'm buying the pirate ship and I'm making the pirate ship. And if I fall step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I will have a pirate ship. That is the exact Lego thing that I built. Oh really? The pirate ship oh, it was so good. With my grandpa. Yeah. It was awesome. I loved, yeah. And we actually got to the very end. And we had forgotten the piece and we mm. had like a very important, oh, yeah. and we had to take the whole thing apart. No. Yeah. It was pretty. Well, I actually rough. spent the night on a pirate yeah. ship. Have you guys done that? Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay. So 
Yeah. Just gonna uh, say that. We're talking about Legos, Nick. Yeah. I'm talking about the real deal. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyways, the real deal of relationships is not like a Lego instruction manual. It is um, collecting different principles and different truths and different experiences and being able to put them together in a way that is wise and effective in this particular situation with this particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so very often we're going to be giving you different principles that have a little bit of attention with each other, a little bit of tension with each other. And that's, um, that's good. And that's really the way forward is to understand that there are going to be times where you need to really lean into this principle that we're going to talk about today holding the line. And there are other times where holding the line is holding a very bad line and it's just foolish and you need to be willing to swallow your pride and not hold the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, um, today we're talking about holding the line. Um, holding the line is is really, really important because um, stability and consistency provides you know ground for you to stand on in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Right, you may, you may be in a relationship with somebody, um, or have some interaction with somebody where, day to day, you know, you kind of don't know what you're going to get, right? Um, or maybe you are that you tend to be that person, and that can be disorienting. That can make it really hard to make progress, really hard to know how to work with somebody because they may have said something yesterday, and then today they're saying something very different, or they may have told you, you know, if you do this one more time, like. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep giving you money or I'm not gonna keep, um, I, I can't be in like a, a relationship with you if you're going to keep doing this. And then they do it and then they say, okay, well, I, well, I don't want to actually, you know, not, I don't, you know, I don't want to actually follow through on that. So, okay, well next time, if you do it one more time, you know, and then, you know, if you're a parent, you realize this, if, if that's your overall strategy is just to kind of, you know, make, say things and then back down because you don't want to deal with the consequences or don't want to have them deal with the consequences, you know, you're just, you're just going to have no consistency to be able to establish some kind of boundaries and structure for that relationship. Yeah. And you're really, you're really setting yourself up for that situation because, you know, I think that what can be the motivation in that situation is that the consequence is going to be enough of a deterrent that the person isn't actually going to do it. So when they do the thing that, that you said would lead to a consequence, now it's, well, I didn't actually want to have the consequence and that's going to really be difficult for me, them, everybody. (sighs) Okay. Now I have to go back to the beginning versus, versus taking some time to think through what, you know, when I, when, when we make a plan that involves a consequence, I'm actually saying I'm willing to follow through with this. I'm actually saying I'm willing to hold the line. And, and that requires a lot of thought before that, that consequences is given, you know, or I mean saying before it's even said that this will be the consequence. Yeah. So I think, I think it might be first helpful before, you know, I think we can talk about ways that you can make lines and hold lines um, and prepare to do that effectively mm-hmm. so that you don't fall into these disaster scenarios. Um, but maybe first it'd be good to just give some examples of where holding the line might come into play, some types of lines you might hold just to kind of make it a little more concrete. So, I mean, the easiest one is with kids, you know, you say like, if you hit your sister one more time, like mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, whatever, 
whatever, you know, consequence, like you have a timeout or you're not going to, I'm going to take your toy away or you don't get dessert. Um, you know, if, if you say that and then she hits her sister again, like, unless you made, unless you said like, I'm going to disown you, then you should probably not hold the line, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but you should probably hold the line. Otherwise you're not going to be taken seriously anymore. And your desire, which is that they stop hitting their sister that's not going to happen because they're going to be like mom and dad say stuff and they don't mean it. You know, Yeah, there's this infamous story in my family of, of uh, my sister and I, when we were little that we would act out if we went out to dinner and we didn't go out to dinner very often. So it wasn't like it was happening all the time, but, but we were at the red lion. Anybody ever been to the red lion? Is it like the red lobster, but you eat lion instead of lobster? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I don't think it has anything to do with, I don't think lines on the menu. Um, but, uh, but we were there and my sister and I were just misbehaving. And my dad said, if you don't stop, we're going to leave. And my sister and I were kind of going, yeah, right. And so we kept misbehaving. We had already ordered our food and my dad said, that's it. We're out of here. Nice. And he, he paid the bill for food that we didn't eat and we left and my sister and I were going, what? I cannot believe that we're leaving. I mean, yeah, he held the line and that, I mean, we, we realized at that point, this isn't what is going to, you know, this is going to work going forward. So we can't misbehave at the restaurant anymore. Nice. And it was this, just this moment of, of, I think really, really set this, the tone for, okay, dad is going to actually follow through. So next time when we're at the restaurant, we aren't going to misbehave because that was a real bummer mm-hmm. to have to leave and not, not have this fun dinner out. Dang. Do you, yeah. uh, does, did he recall that for you or did you remember it on your own? I, I have, I have a memory of it. I was yeah. pretty young. Like yeah. I think I was like probably six or seven years old, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, but I actually do have a memory of it. Mm-hmm. Like I have a memory of the booth that we were sitting in and, you know, which is pretty, That I think that that speaks to it also. Yeah. That that memory was kind of seared in my mind of we are leaving the restaurant. I'm watching my dad pay for this meal that we didn't eat. He's pretty mad. And it's because of what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't feel so good. That's good. Yeah. I have, I was, uh, when I first started driving, you know, my dad helped me out and got me a car and he's like, Hey, like I'll be, I'll spot you, you know, some cash for gas, but you have to find a job. And you know, he kept spotting me cash and spotting me cash. And I had looked for jobs, just hadn't got one or found one that I liked. And then finally one day he's like, right. I've been telling you, like, here's your last 20 when 20 bucks could get you a full tank. (laughs) He's like, you better find a job. And I was like, Oh, Dang. <laughs> like I literally I was like, I wouldn't get a job that day. But it's funny how that consequence was like, okay, well, you know, I need well, your dad probably held the line. He like, did. <laughs> yeah. He was I knew I knew he was serious and I knew that was my last twenty. Yeah. You could just tell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, parent child, that's an easy one to see. Um yeah. what would be what would be some examples of maybe holding the line in a relationship where you're not an authority, maybe, but where there's problems, like a peer Maybe it's a relationship with with family members, something like that. What would be some other examples? Yeah. I think that 
in more of the pure relationship, it's going to be holding the line to actually address address situations. So, so it can be very easy to dismiss those situations and say, well, what am I supposed to do about it? But to hold the line, even with yourself of saying, no, we need to have a conversation about this and I'm going to proactively do that rather than wait for the next time that this happens. And I'm, I get so mad that we, I blow up and we have to deal with it. So how do we, how do we actually, I think that, that the concept of holding the line can, can be described as doing what needs to be done when you don't want to do it. Mm. And so we can justify, rationalize and, and excuse every thing that, that we don't want to do. Well, it's not worth it. Well, it's just this once. Well, I'll, I'll let it slide. I can justify all of those things, but, but really doing what needs to be done, even when I don't want to do it is holding the line. Yeah. So that might be, you know, there's an unhealthy pattern of conversation in your family or in your group of your community. And this, you know, a certain topic comes up and then it goes in a certain direction and it's just destructive and you know that it's not good. And you kind of say like, man, if that ever happens again, like I'm going to say something, I'm going to say something next time, Yeah, you know, but then it comes around and you're like, oh, but then they're not going to like me or yeah. it's going to be awkward and I don't want to ruin Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the vibe. So uh, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, holding the line would be like, no, and, you know, doing it for the right reasons and with principle and wisely. But like when that, if that pattern keeps continuing, mm-hmm. you're going to maybe draw the line and say, this has to be addressed in a good way, but it has to be addressed. And if it happens again, I'm going to address it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think it's healthy if you are going to set a boundary and draw the line to, and it, it, if you're in your head, you wanted to, but then you didn't, you have to accept responsibility that the reason, at least most of it, at least your part, instead of blaming it, because what it needs to happen, like, oh, that person didn't respect my boundary or line. Like, well, you didn't actually tell them that that was the line or boundary. Yeah. So you can't actually fault them if you haven't upheld it yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that could easily happen. It's like, oh, well, they, they keep doing this or they keep doing that to me. It's like, well, did you, you know, express that that was the line in the boundary that you weren't going to have that type of conversation anymore or, you know, that type of thing? Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's It's really easy to just think that everybody understands and knows where our lines are Mm -hmm. but to communicate those can can be really helpful we can't we can't hold a line that we actually haven't drawn like clearly specifically drawn like saying like hey um i do not want to talk about politics anymore yeah with you it makes me uncomfortable and i'd rather talk about other things Mm -hmm. like that was a very specific line that you've drawn yeah you know if you were to say for example like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable when we talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And think that you said to them, I I don't want to talk about politics anymore. Don't talk to me about politics. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another example that comes to mind is maybe you have somebody you're in a relationship with or you're in a in a situation where, where somebody's asking a lot of you. Um, we could probably make it more concrete, but I, you can probably think of examples of this where a friend or a family member um, or a coworker is 
is just requiring a lot of you and putting a lot of burden on you to um, to do something for them. Um, I mean, maybe some examples, like maybe someone asking you for money or someone asking you, if you got a coworker is like constantly asking you to switch shifts with them or something like that. Um, putting, you know, and there's an element in which you, you know, we want to be happy to accommodate other people and bear their burdens and be kind to them. Um, but there is a point where that becomes unhealthy and it's actually not good, not only for you because, you know, you're giving a lot of money to them or like you're constantly, um, rearranging your life to solve their problem. Um, but it's actually not good for them because you're kind of allowing them to main, to remain stuck kind of in an immaturity and lack of foresight, you know, Hey, save money next time. You know, Mm -hmm. like they're, you're, you know, the classic term for that is enabling them. You might be enabling them to not grow. Um, that would be another example, maybe where you draw the line and say, you know, Hey, and make it clear, like, as you guys were saying, Hey, like I am not going to loan you money anymore Mm -hmm. because of these reasons. And, and it's because I care about you. Not because I want to be stingy with my money, but because like you really need to pay for this yourself and you need to plan ahead. That is so critical, that that explanation piece, because how often does it come across like I'm done? I can't do this anymore. So you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that communicates I'm looking out for my best interests. And you made this mess and you better clean it up, mm-hmm. which is ridden with shame and guilt and everything else that can be paralyzing to, to people as well. So, so recognizing that holding the line is trying to assess what is going to be the, the most healthy decision that we can make in this situation. And that has to take into consideration my health, your health, and our health together. So what does holding the line look like? And if I'm just, you know, we've probably all interacted with people who are incredibly rigid to, to a fault. And they just, they're, they're pretty good at holding the line, you know, um, but at the detriment of the relationship. Right. And so that's where the podcast from several weeks ago combined with this podcast, you go, wait a second, these are contradictory. Well, it's really, we're really talking about uh, an art form here of, of identifying what is going to be the, the best and most healthy thing to do for that relationship and for each individual. And sometimes those are going to look differently. And so, so holding the line can be difficult because it involves conflict. It can involve uncomfortable situations and it can, it can require sacrifice for that person. I mean, even in the, the, pretty low stakes example of walking out of the restaurant like that cost my that cost my dad probably 50 bucks and and it cost him an experience that he and my mom were hoping to share with us mm-hmm. he was also thinking long term right about his kids right and maybe did the calculation like it's gonna cost my kids more if i don't do this now right you know because then you grow up thinking Oh, well, I don't have to suffer consequences because I never learned my parents never held the line. Yeah. Yeah. But then kind of coupling that with other experiences where there was, there was intentional grace given Mm -hmm. for, for mistakes that were made. Um, There were, there were times where, where 
there was a revision of, okay, this is what we, what we said was going to happen, but we thought about it and we're going to come back and we're going to revise this. And as we said on the podcast a couple weeks ago, it's always best to do that before the inciting incident happens that would trigger a consequence. If there's, if there's a line that's drawn that 30 minutes after you draw that line, you, you're really convicted by it and you think that's probably not the best thing. It's, it's wise to go back at that point and revise the line and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to change this line, not wait for that action that would trigger the consequence. And then, and then when you're, when you're faced with the choice of, do I enforce the consequence or let it go? Do I hold the line or let it go? Say, ah, I think we're going to change the line. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not the, the ideal way to, to handle that situation. Yeah. So that kind of gets into maybe some practical tips, um, which that is one of them of how do we do this effectively? Because mm-hmm. we've, we've sort of established that the reason why we don't hold the line is because it's painful in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like there's always is some cost to holding the line, um, whether it's emotional, relational strain, whether it's literally money, um, you know, fear of like what might happen, like that kind of anxiety of the unknown. Um, you will pay to hold the line. But the question is, are you paying more now or are you paying more in the future? And when it's done well, you are paying a tiny, you know, it's like it's like buying up, you know, Amazon stock when it was only a dollar. You're like, oh, man, like I just bought 400 shares of Amazon stock, 400 bucks. Like, ooh, like that's going to college, you know? Yeah. Like it's like, man, that's a lot of my budget. Like I'm going to have to eat beans and rice. 20 years later. Yeah, but then you're going to be a millionaire, (laughs) you know? So it's like, think, you know, yeah, it's a cost, but if you're doing it well, it's totally worth it Mm -hmm. because you are, you are avoiding either chronic repeated pain for decades or you're avoiding it building to something that's going to be a really big cost. Um, So with that, what are some ways that we can hold the line? Well, as you mentioned, like, Holding one way to do it well is to be willing to enact our previous principle, which is revise the line, especially before you're forced to, yeah. um, you know, revise it in, in just thinking it through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other one would be obviously be very careful what lines you draw, That's you know, because right. you might hopefully in some ways, hopefully you hear this podcast and you're like, you know what? Yes. Like I've been, I've been getting, you know, I've been just kind of being pushed over by everything and I like have no boundaries, no structure in my life. Like I'm going to start drawing lines, Mm -hmm. which is great. But, but you have to do, think about the lines that you're drawing and really think through it long-term. Like, do I want to hold this line? Like, is this actually going to be effective with this person or this situation? Um, So, you know, few lines, you know, probably less lines, but hold them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Well, just, just one other really helpful principle is to really avoid absolutes. Yeah. So if you do this, I'm never going to do this, right? Um, avoiding absolutes in life in general is, is by and large a helpful um, goal, but, but really avoiding absolutes in, in, in lines because absolutes are just that. I mean, you by definition can't have an exception to an absolute. And so, so just thinking through, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a situation where, I mean, the one that, that we hear a lot about from, from parents is, well, I told them if they do this again, they're going to have to move out and that, 
you might at the end of saying something like that go, well, I don't actually want them to move out. I actually don't think that that would be the best thing, but I already said it. And so either now I have to hold a line or, um, or you might think to yourself, well, they certainly aren't going to do that because they don't want to move out. Well, guess what? They, they did. And now you're stuck with the situation of, do I hold the line or not? And so I think what Scott, you were just saying is so key is to really think through those lines and to even develop plans, depending on how serious it is, right? If it's, if it's not a, a high stakes line that you're drawing, like if it's something like we're going to leave the restaurant, okay, you don't really have to think through a plan. If this continues, we're going to leave the restaurant. But if it's as, something as, as significant as you're going to have to move out or there's a very significant change that's going to happen in our relationship and possibly our lives, then thinking through what what is going what what is you know step one two three four five if I actually have to hold this line because so often when you're faced with holding the line it can just be well I don't even know how to hold this line now or I don't know how to hold this line in a healthy way or I I haven't thought through or planned for the downstream effects of what holding this line will be. And it does put a lot of burden on the line holder, right? That line holder is responsible for actually enacting that that line. Mm-hmm. And so if unless we take the time to think through and actually make a plan for how I will hold the line if that if it comes to that, we're setting ourselves up for failure in the moment. Because it's always going to be easier to say, well, I'll give you one more chance. Especially because it feels good in the moment to feel like, oh, I'm giving this person grace. It can. It can also be really frustrating. But but while well, I'm giving this person grace, I'm being kind and, and I'm being understanding. And I don't have to hold the line. But is that leading to some some downstream serious consequences and problems? Right. Because it could, I mean, you can give someone grace by giving them a chance, but it's also very gracious to hold the line. That's right. Because so, yeah. you're, I mean, in, in sometimes in holding the line, you you are it puts a lot on you, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're willing to bear this cost, mm-hmm. um, in holding the line because yeah. it's yeah. Which which kind of gets to what I think is maybe a, um, another thing to really focus on is once you have drawn a good line and you've determined that a line is what's needed, mm-hmm. um, building kind of the emotional relational resilience and preparing it, and maybe that. Maybe that looks like actually kind of imagining the scenario in which you do have to hold the line and think through like, okay, this person is probably going to say this or they're probably going to do this and that's going to make me feel like this and kind of sort of wa- do a walkthrough to kind of steal yourself really for, you know, bearing that burden mm-hmm. um, because it's going to be difficult and, and you know, depending on, you know, your kind of personality and how you handle that type of relational emotional pressure, pressure, um, that could be really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, finding ways like like doing a mental walkthrough to build that resilience so that you can know, okay, I'm going to feel that pressure. I felt that pressure before, and that's why I normally caved. But in this case, you know, what can I do to stand up under that pressure and push through knowing that this is worth it and, and this is the right thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines... Along those lines is just the 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 thing, and you know this could be a future podcast that we do, 
but is building pathways back to restoration. So if we're going to hold the line, it can also feel like, well, this is one and done. Like, well, that's just the way it is, especially with a significant consequence or, or situation. But to say, I'm going to hold this line, but I'm also going to build this pathway back to where we both want to be, which is with, which is a restored relationship. Mm. So this line doesn't mean that forever and for always you can, you, you have to move out. Yeah. This line can mean if this happens again, you've got to move out. But if you can demonstrate this, this, and this, then we can build a pathway for you to come back and, and live here in health. Yeah, that's good. Um, as opposed to like, it's over. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> like good luck with life or good luck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think another thing that comes to mind too, you know, this I think is evidenced with parents, especially, I mean, you know, if you have, you know, if there are two parents involved, um, holding the line is a lot easier when you're not holding it alone. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's where, you know, when my wife and I have had to hold the line with our kids, it makes a huge difference to be able to have that togetherness in that, mm -hmm. you know, where, cause one of us will be like, Oh man, like this is hard. Like maybe we shouldn't hold the line. And the other one can be like, no, this is right. We're, we're doing the right thing. Like, you know, hold the line. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be a, a parent and a parent, like, you know, maybe it's a family situation, have another, you know, work together with somebody else or have a friend or a counselor or a mentor that you can be sharing this plan with and sharing the reasons for it. That'll help you actually vet your line to right. make sure that you're not just making a dumb decision, mm -hmm. but it'll help you power through because you have that support. When you feel like, oh, I can't take it. Like, this is hard for them to say, no, like, I think you're doing the right thing. Keep moving. Mm -hmm. So having some kind of community support in that is going to be huge. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that that can look at that can look like you said it can look like a, a family member it can look like somebody at work but it can also look like a mentor you know we talked about the pattern of of mentoring and being mentored and just that other person that you can bounce those ideas off of I love what you were saying about that can help you vet the line is this a good line is this a healthy line or hey I set this line do you think that that's wise or should I is there something I'm missing there and then that person who's going to in the moment when you, when you feel like ah, I can't do it, it's going to say, no, you have to do it. This is really, really important. Well, I think that's um, a good place to leave it. Um, I hope that this is helping you think through um, holding some lines in your relationships, thinking through how to do that wisely. Um, you know, I, I hope it's encouraging because, uh, you know, there may be a situation where it's time for you to develop something like this and then follow through with it. Um, and again, if you didn't hear our podcast a few weeks back on, what was the title again? I can't remember. Another Way, I think. Oh, Another Way. Um, listen to that podcast too, because that's a really good compliment to this. And then I think if you put those in creative tension, you'll really be able to navigate some of these tricky situations. And with that, um, we'll leave it. Thanks so much for listening to uh, Restoration, Restoration Matters podcast. Um, if you have any questions, scenarios, um, feedback, anything that you'd like to let us know or even that you'd like us to talk about uh, in a future episode, you can write to us at po podcast, Pockside. Pockside. podcast at rocksideranch.org. Podcast at rocksideranch.org. Write into us. Let us know what you think. 
Thanks for listening so much. Remember, restoration is difficult. Um, it's, it puts a lot of pressure on us, but it's really worth it. Be willing to invest. Be willing to um, put those investments in your relationships because it will pay off. And uh, yeah, just encourage you to keep at it. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Leave a review. Leave a review. Uh, an honest five-star review is going to help other people <laughs> get get some. Just edit it. That's great. Yeah. Leave and, us a uh, review. And we'd love for you to leave us a review too. Um, you know, let us know what you think on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review if it's honest. And uh, <laughs> it'll help other people uh, get to know the podcast and um, restore their relationships. Thanks so much for listening. See you again. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again next time. Just splice it. You can post pr- post production.